Uh, yeah, welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Got a great show for you here today. Um, couple days after the fact, but uh, got my man Ryan Lankford, the Format Podcast official college football analyst, coming in, and we're going to talk to college football playoff. Did Florida State get snubbed? How do we feel about these semifinal matchups? Heisman contender thoughts and more. So you definitely want to stick around for that one. But before we get to that, you know what time it is. Please go ahead, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell here on YouTube. If you want the audio-only version of the podcast, go ahead and download it wherever you get your audio podcast from. Um, make sure you give us that like. Make sure you give us that five-star review. Make sure you share the show with anybody else you know that loves sports talk and wants to hear a different voice. You do all that. Helps us find more sports fans. Helps us more sports fans find us and helps you get the knowledge that you're looking for when it comes to this sports talk, all right? So uh, let's get right to it. Bruce Hope, Ryan Langford, college football, college football playoff. Let's go. Here we are back again, my main man, Ryan Langford, the Format Podcast official college football analyst. We know Ryan is a uh, former Division One wide receiver with the Illinois Fighting Illini, as well as being a former Indianapolis Colt and a former uh, Canadian Football League uh, wide receiver <laughs> and kick return specialist. Ryan, man, thanks for joining us. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good, doing good. Excited to see how this thing's going to finish out. <laughs> man, I uh, whew, I tell you what, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. We got it we is. got some talking to do, man. I'm glad I got you in. So let's get right to it, bro. All right. So uh, Sunday at noon, we had the college football playoff uh, selection show. And um, well, I guess we got the four that maybe a lot of people. Well, maybe not a lot of people that some people were expecting. Um, I was not totally happy with it. And we'll get to that shortly. But um, mm -hmm. Unless you've been living under a rock and if you follow college football, you know that the top four who will play for the national championship are number one, Michigan Wolverines, two, Washington Huskies, three, Texas Longhorns, and four, Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I did think it was interesting because I thought that Texas was going to get screwed no matter what, but I'm glad to see yeah. that the committee was honest with that win over Alabama at Tuscaloosa by double digits. And not only did they put Texas in, they put him ahead of Alabama. So that was real good to see, especially knowing the rampant SEC bias that we see year in and year out. But um, what were your first thoughts on this top four, right? I was surprised Georgia fell all the way out. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was going to be interesting. I, I figured like, hey, if, if they lose, there's a good mm -hmm. chance um, that they would fall out. Uh, I was glad to see Texas in there, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then excited to see Alabama in there because I think that they, you know, kind of played their way into that. Yeah, I mean, beating yeah. the SEC champions, you know, winning, you know, beating Georgia, I think was yeah. was going to be enough to 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 give you a, a bid, you know, a questionable shot. So mm -hmm. um, I like it. I like how the matchups are going to be. I like yeah. how they put Alabama for so they got to play you know, Michigan, and I, I like I like both of these games. I think they'll be they'll be some good games. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I think we're going to have two really good games in the semifinals, and um, I guess that's what the committee was looking for, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, definitely two outstanding games. But I am surprised that Texas got in because I was of the mindset that knowing the committee that if Alabama upset Georgia, that they would have put in Georgia and Alabama, giving Georgia credit for the fact that you know, they're mm -hmm. on a 29 game streak and they're the two time defending champs, which realistically should not have anything to do with this year. But they did right. for the most part, they did the right thing on that. And um, 
I think you've got two really compelling matchups, which we'll also get to in a bit. But um, excuse me, I like Michigan at number one. I think there's definitely an mm -hmm. argument for Washington at number one. Mm -hmm. The Pac-12 was arguably the best conference in the country this year. They beat a lot mm -hmm. of teams that were ranked at the time. Um, so they did a great job. Uh, Texas has continued to show its chops. Had the little rivalry game slip up uh, with Oklahoma at a neutral site, but um, yeah. number three, that's not bad. I'm I'm glad they got in ahead of Alabama. Um, uh, okay, the big one here, um, Florida State. Mm. So in in the mainstream sports media, we've seen both sides of this argument, and I think you kind of know great where arguments I, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think you you knowing me know kind of where I fall on this. And I think it was absurd that Florida State did not get in. I mean, number one, they're mm -hmm. the first power five undefeated conference champion not to make the playoff in the 14 playoffs history. And we'll start mm -hmm. there. What, what were your thoughts on Alabama? Uh, I'm sorry, on Florida State not getting in? Well, I this is this is the exact reason why I was glad I was not on the committee. Um, mm -hmm. because I think there's so many rules and so many different things that they got to look at. I just hate that they lost their quarterback. Uh, I think if had they not lost their quarterback, they might be in a different situation. They might have gave them more of a, yeah, this is the same Florida State team who's been balling and, and playing good football. Uh -huh. Um, So, you know, I think it, it, it's hard with four. I'm excited there's going to be more teams that come right, in because I right. think they, sh they should have had a shot to play. Absolutely. Uh, but they I also, it. but I, yeah, they, they earn it. But I also think the committee is thinking about Georgia's national championship win last year and giving maybe, you know, TCU the pass to kind of get in and they're getting destroyed. And yeah, I was you know, there's on that. Yeah. Some of, some of that could have came into play. And um, in my mind, Florida State, <laughs> these last few weeks, you know, without their quarterback, now they didn't rally and they still won, but yeah not the same team as we know um and 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 to me it's tough because i i've i've been a player and i've been a player and i've been a part of that florida state team per se mm -hmm. where it's like mm -hmm. man yeah our starting quarterbacks not in right but our backup is we're not losing with the backup like right. we still rolling like mm -hmm. we still should get a chance to get a chance to play so i think this is just a big pile of just everything coming together at one time, the mm -hmm. reason why they decided to go to a playoff system, but also a reason why they're trying to add to the playoff system. So mm -hmm. it's like a combination and combination of everything. So, so where I'm kind of frustrated with the, the Florida state thing, number one, um, their, their quarterback gets injured. We know that. And that that's a tough blow, but their second stringer comes in and they still win. And then he gets injured, even tougher blow, right? Now you've got the third string guy in. But what I want to point back to is the very first college football playoff at Ohio State back in 2014. Cardell Jones, mm -hmm. if you remember, was the third string quarterback, yeah. came in there between him and Ezekiel Elliott, led them guys on a magical run, and they won the national championship, beating yep. Alabama, by the way, and route to doing it, right? Yep. So yep. just the fact that you have the backups in there doesn't necessarily mean you can't continue to win, as we saw. And the other difference is, I'm I'm of the impression that had Florida State made it, they still have a month to prepare for the playoff, which means mm -hmm. the, the second string quarterback is likely back in. That's also mm -hmm. another month to tailor the game plan and tailor the playbook to the abilities and the sensibilities of that second string quarterback. 
or even mm-hmm. if it's the third, right? You have more time to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Also, are we going to really sit back and assume you're a Florida guy, you are a Florida baller? Are we going to sit back and assume that Florida State does not have the same caliber athletes as Michigan does, as Washington does, as Texas does, as Alabama does, right? Mm-hmm. I- I'm not mm-hmm. saying that mm-hmm. man for man, they're you know the exact same, but you know right. we know right. that Florida State, which is one of the blue blood programs in college football, we know that these guys have comparable athletes. So I don't see them getting blown out in a situation they get into the tournament. And even more so than that, here's the other thing. TCU got blown out, what, 65-7 in the national championship game last year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm going to say about that, Ryan? So what? They earned yeah, the right, right to go there and get blown out. Am I right? You're right. That's Nobody right. handpicked That's them right. to go there, right? They played their season. That's right. They won the games they had to win. Then they beat Michigan, who they were not predicted to beat in the semis. Not supposed to. Right. Yep. Went on and played Georgia. They ran into a buzzsaw. So be it, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's part of it. Right. Yeah. I actually did a show last year talking about this. There have been like 20 different Super Bowls that were blowouts, right? Mm-hmm. And that is football mm-hmm. on the highest level. So let's stop mm-hmm. this nonsense of, well, uh, Team X doesn't deserve to be there no matter what they did because they're just going to get blown out. So what? They earn that opportunity and that right to go out there and play, and if they get blown out, they get blown out. But they earn the right That's to right. be there, right? That's so right. so we right. can stop that because it's happened in the Super Bowl time and time again. And and I did a show, and for all you guys watching, if you want to go back and see, I think it was like after last year's um, national championship game, and I talked about it. I ran down mm-hmm. all the Super Bowl scores. Uh, the most recent one I can remember when Peyton Manning, I think, with either his first or second year with the Broncos, I think his second year, that was an all-time elite offense. They go, they play the Super Bowl, and they get smoked 43-8 to eight against the Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks. Seattle, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So so what yep. are we saying? They didn't deserve to be there, right? They yeah. won the games yeah. they had yeah. to win to get to that point. So I'm not really with this nonsense of, oh, you don't deserve to be there because of X reason, Y reason. No, 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 no. You earned your way there. Um, Now, I totally get it. I actually read during the week that Part of the selection criteria for the um, for the college football playoff committee is, you know, like the absence or correction, the availability of players and coaches right. on a certain team. So I did see that. But again, I think like that that's absurd. Right. And and of course, like mm-hmm. you and I talked about last week, precedence doesn't seem to really matter when it comes to the committee. They just kind of <laughs> do whatever they're going to do. But. Um, yeah, yeah. Regardless, I think we got a really good four, and I think we're gonna have four really, uh, two really good games in the semifinals. Um, Where do you I, think Florida? Yeah. If Florida State would have been in, uh huh. Who? What? What? Was this your four? I didn't. I really didn't have a four. I didn't know how it was gonna work. But if Florida State, where would Florida State have been in, in your mind? Okay, so in my mind, and it would have been wrong. Florida State wouldn't have got in either. I've not because okay. I don't think that they should have been there, but because I believe mm-hmm. that the SEC bias would have went ran rampant. I was surprised Texas got it. I really yeah. thought that we were going to see Michigan, Washington, and whichever order, Alabama and Georgia. I thought that yeah. the committee was going to put in both of those guys. So I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. And, and I guess it makes sense. I, I didn't give the committee enough credit, but I believe that if, um, if Alabama got in, that Texas was going to get jerked and Georgia was going to go yeah. with them. But it's good to yeah. see that I'm, Alabama recognized what Texas was able to do. Yeah, and I'm glad Georgia and Alabama didn't make it in personally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that would have been 
that would have that would have definitely pushed the SEC bias. I think if you if if they would have still been able to 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 make it in, but it is a, it is a big drop to go to all the way to, to number six for Georgia. But it well, would have we, been interesting to see the both we, of them in, even though they lost. In my mind, well, we've seen we've seen both of them in twice already. We've seen that happen twice yeah. in the playoff era. So it's not like they wouldn't do it because it's unseemly or whatever. We we've mm-hmm, seen it happen, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's kind of why. I, I had no confidence that the committee wasn't right. going to make that move again. But yeah, I think I think Florida State getting left out is absolutely egregious because it mm-hmm. sends the message, at least in my estimation, that the games don't matter. I don't know why right. we're playing the games if going undefeated, doing everything you're supposed to do. And so the committee's argument is they're looking for the four best teams, and I get it. But people are saying that because Florida State lost their quarterbacks that they're not one of the best teams anymore. To me, it's the exact opposite. Doesn't it show you that they are one of the best teams because they lost arguably their best player, but the rest of the team was able to step up and still continue to win? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's that's how I see that's, it. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that. You could say that. That's that's a good take. That's that's a good point. But they they're they're still not who they were, and I think that's ultimately what the committee came down to and determined. And would those last games without their quarterback would what would the scores have looked like you know would they have been so tight against um who they who they just play Louisville I think like would, would it yeah. would it have been would it have been tight with you know their week three roster would it would it have been like that if they had all their players but well, you know, no, and I no, know that Louisville is a good team, a well-coached team, uh, obviously yep. a top top 20 ranking, uh, top 20 defense, uh, very good offense. They got some play. Louisville is not a bad team. They're not. No, they're not. Now, they're not they're Coach Brown got, got the boys right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good football team. And now I will I will say that um, Louisville did uh, – they did their thing. They played as well as they could play. But to me, it's testament to the way the defense stepped up for Florida State that they were able yeah. to continue to win. But – it is what it is. You know, we could whine about this all day. And it's the exact same thing I said last week. Now the committee is basically saying, hey, listen, we had a tough job this week. Um, mm-hmm. Next year, you can't complain. It's 12 teams. And I think right. that's also why they knew that they could just kind of do whatever and get away with it. Because they're going to say, you're going to complain, but next year you got 12. So leave us alone. You got 12. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be quiet. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I think that's kind of what it is. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about how we feel about these semifinal matchups. So first you got Michigan and Bama, and well, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably going to be the late game, the five o'clock, and the earlier mm-hmm. game is going to be uh, Washington and Texas. What are your thoughts on those? Uh, Michigan, Bama, good game. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to see Michigan play. Um, there, I think everyone always says we want Bama, we want Bama kind of thing. Till they get um, Bama. <laughs> Till they get Bama. And I think there's a great example. Um, I don't know if you saw the reaction video I that saw they had it. from in there. And again, we don't know, yeah. you know, if it's predominantly players, if mm-hmm. it's staff, if it's fans, if who who is who. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a like, oh, let's go kind of mentality. Yeah. No, there it was, was kind of like a it was like, oh, oh. Hey, yeah, all right. All right, we gotta but, get ready. All right, yeah, yeah. we gotta yeah. get ready. So um, I'm excited to see that because there's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of emotion. Uh, Bama's going to come in ready to come for blood because they feel yeah. people don't want them in. Even though they just won, people right. still don't want them in because of whatever. Um, 
so I, I think I, I obviously want to see Bama win that just 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 for just for I, I like how Bama's rolling lately. I haven't like their they, quarterback. Haven't they had it though? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then and then, but I think Michigan has a chance to beat them too. Michigan's a good football team. They're mm-hmm, playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus all the adversity that they're having this year, mm-hmm. I think it's just going to add more fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Texas Washington going to be another good game. Probably going to be a shootout. There's going to be a, a, a track meet out there, yeah. possibly. Um, would love to see Washington come out on top. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I really like Penix. I really like what he's doing. I really, mm-hmm. um, you know, Heisman hopeful, and and I mm-hmm. think that'll be that'll be a cool game. And then you know, two brother, two brothers, two quarterbacks in the in the national championship. That'd be cool to see too. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that I hear would you be on cool that. to see Miros and right. them going at it together. But mm-hmm. just gonna be a lot of good football. A lot, yeah, a lot I of agree. good football. And, and Texas is not gonna lay down too. No, Texas was no, that's cool. a good football team. Very well. Texas is gonna come out and play. They're gonna be physical, and it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see if Washington can compete with that physicality mm-hmm. that Texas is gonna bring. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's gonna be some good football. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Michigan, Bama. Uh, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, yeah. as much as I hate to say it, I would bet with Bama because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to bet against Saban in these situations. He's just hard. so good. He's so good. Been there. And again, I'm not a Bama fan, but he's so good at getting his guys ready. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know what type of physical talent that they boast. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan. This this to me. If they can get past Alabama, this would be Harbaugh's greatest coaching job, Harbaugh and Sharon Moore, because these are guys that built their team on physicality, um, yep. tough in the trenches, offensive, defensive line, trying to uh, have a team that's talented like those SEC lineups. And Michigan is, make no mistake, one of the best man-for-man talented rosters in college football. However, they are not going to be able to line up and physically bully Alabama like they can physically bully a lot of the teams that they have played this year, right? They're going to mm-hmm. have some success running the ball, but you know Bam is going to be very insistent on taking that away from them. Therefore, it falls on Jalen McCarthy, right? Not Jalen mm-hmm. McCarthy. Um, um, uh, McCarthy, I can't remember his first name. But anyway, their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. And JJ. yes, he is going to have to be able to make big throws in the passing game to loosen mm-hmm. up the Bama defense so that they can't put eight in the box. He's going to have mm-hmm. to be able to make plays. He's mobile. He's not mobile like Milrow, but he's mobile. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to do things. And um, Harbaugh and Sharon Moore, and who knows if they've been holding stuff back, but they're going to have to have some wrinkles in place to be mm-hmm. able to throw Bama's defense off. And then they're going to have to have wrinkles on top of wrinkles because you know at halftime, Saban the master is going to make the adjustments. He's going to make the adjustments, yeah. Right, so they need wrinkles to come out. They need wrinkles on top of the wrinkles. They got to adjust to the adjustments. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you you players always say, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I I wouldn't bet against Bama. I would love to see Michigan win just because, you know, Bama has had so much success lately and they've earned it yep. on the field. Yep. But at yep. the same time, Michigan, the winningest program in college football history, they only have one national championship to show for it. I think that was 1997 and that was shared with Colorado. So mm-hmm. I think this is their time. Um, if Harbaugh is going to leave for the NFL, you know, he's a hot name in, in many of the coaching vacancies. Um, yeah, the Bears yeah. is a big one. But if he's going to leave, you would love to see it be heading out on a championship. After um, this, yep. Yeah, you got a guy like Blake Corum who could have gone off to the NFL last year. The running back comes back, says we got unfinished business. I want to try to win a championship with my guys. Um, 
interior guard Zach Zinter, you know they're going to want to win for him. So Michigan has a lot, a lot of preparation to do, and they really have to be outstanding in the game plan here. Because the last time mm -hmm. we saw them play an elite team from the SEC, it didn't go so well. I think they got beat like 30 or 33 to 11 against Georgia mm -hmm. in the semifinals mm -hmm. two years ago. And so Harbaugh has done a great job continuing continuing to build the physicality and to build the athleticism level of, of his squad. So, um, like I said, if I have to, I'm picking Bama, but I would prefer to see Michigan win. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they got a great chance to win. They got a great chance yeah, to win. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to they gonna have to use utilize tempo, too. They're going to have to try to wear okay. I can see uh, that. the defense down as mm -hmm. well as – because I think if you do like a pound-for-pound pound physicality game, mm -hmm. I think Alabama could outlast them. Now, yeah. I think if, if, I if Michigan could, you know, clutch in, you know, we're going, we're going NASCAR, we're rolling, these next eight mm -hmm. plays are no huddle – Get them on, get them on their heels. Get some shot plays. I think that's ultimately how they're, you know, they 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 come out with a win. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great game. But I if you're Michigan, if you're Michigan and your offense is built on the power run game, how do you do tempo? You know what I mean? It's it's harder yeah. to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But everyone has a tempo. Period. Like okay. two minute. Okay. Everyone has a two minute offense, right? right? Right. So if you jump into that, you know, okay, boom, first play, we, we run, we do physical, physical, physical. We hit them with mm -hmm. a shot play, mm -hmm. thirty yard play, boom. We rush down there. We we jump into NASCAR right now. Okay. Just hit a big shot. We gonna put them on our heels. We're running mm -hmm. quick game, quick drops here and okay. there, just to see, you know, kind of what we can do because the mm -hmm. defense is gonna have to recover on that. So, Great um, point. but yeah, it's. I mean, it's. There's a lot of different ways to do it, uh, mm -hmm. but it's it's. Nick Saban gonna be Nick Saban. He's gonna have his guys sure ready. Is. And and, sure and I and I honestly believe Michigan gonna be ready too, to be, to I think be honest so. with you. I think I, think, I so. think they're gonna be amped up. They're they're mm -hmm. they're in a good position. Um they know they're gonna have to be in a dog fight and yeah. it's gonna be a good game. And they're gonna have to be the best version of themselves. Absolutely. Yep. Um yep. okay. Let's let's go. Now we go over to the I think it's the sugar, right? Washington and Texas. That's the sugar bowl. I believe so. Yeah. So um Interesting stat that I found out, right? So wait, but before I get to that, so Texas's physicality is they're built for the SEC. They knew they were going there mm -hmm. for the last couple of years mm -hmm. and they built this team for that. Offensive line, mm -hmm. defensive line, they can run the football. They have very good receivers on the outside. Not quite as good down to the third guy as um as Washington is, um, but still very good. Uh, they got uh, A.D. Mitchell, who was the hero of the uh, national championship for Georgia last year. He went over to mm -hmm. Texas in the portal. Um, of course, Xavier Worthy. And I, ca I can't remember who the third guy is, but that tells you that the third guy, while he's good, right, good enough to be a starter for Texas is not a household name. Then you match that mm -hmm. up with the wide receiving core that Penix has on the other side, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, and, of course, Roman Dunze. Man, you got you got some serious, serious weaponry there. You got some players. Yeah. 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 But what I love about Washington is that they've reintroduced physicality and just when you thought that, they were maybe, you know, a pass-happy team. You saw Dylan Johnson pick up 152 on the ground against Oregon, which is one of the best run defenses in the country in the Pac-12 right. championship game. That was something I did not expect, and that's not something they're going to yeah. have to continue to be able to do to be able to loosen things up playing against Texas. Um, so, I mean, looking at that, oh, and here's the stat. This is where I think Penix may be able to really get off. Texas has the 97th ranked pass defense in the country. They can be had on the back end. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? 
So, so yeah. a guy like you goes out there and lines up with Penix. So you you frothing at the bit, you know, you're chomping. That's you know, right. Okay, that's okay, right. Let me go. I'm gonna get some of this, right? That's <laughs> right. Know? That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then once you once you get that rolling, like if you're right. a pass heavy team and you can get the pass rolling, you most of the time are gonna win the game because right. the pass is gonna open up the run because mm-hmm. DV is gonna be scrambling. Defense is probably going to try being a more relaxed coverage, and then boom, yes. you pop off five five yard runs. Mm-hmm. You run that twice; that's the first down. So you right. you you walking the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that stat about their defense, though. That's yeah. interesting. That's crazy, right? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can they can do well against the run because they have a big physical D line. That kid Sweat, the defensive tackle, he is nice. enormous and he can move. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. yeah, but um. Yeah, I think that Washington has a really good chance of winning this game. And you got two of the best offensive play callers in the country, and Kalen DeBoer at Washington and Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you're 100% right in, in your analysis earlier. We really may see some fireworks in that one. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm excited. I yeah. am excited. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think part of the key to this is, can Washington get an interception or two off of off of Quinn yours? Like, Definitely. I mean, I guess that's the key to every game, right? Can we can we get some turnovers yeah. and get some turnovers or turn the turnovers into points? You know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Short fields, three yeah. and outs. Right. Three that's and outs right. are big. Right. Um, you played on half the field. So a lot mm-hmm. of those, a lot of those things, penalties, mm-hmm. certain penalties. Every I mean, not certain penalties. All no penalty is good, but you know, uh, emotional penalties, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. roughing the roughing the passer or doing stuff that you know you shouldn't need to be doing, legal con, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, that's gonna affect the game too. So this is it's gonna be tight. And I hope none of these games come down to the referee. That's right. I, I, yeah, hope, yeah. I hope that it's not mm-hmm. like, ah man, that, that was a questionable call. I hope they they let the guys play, you know, and yeah. if it's a little hand fighting, let them hand fight. This that's is right. this, they're, they're fighting for some big stuff here. So that's right. Yeah, absolutely. It should, be, it should be. It should be good. And a quick note, because uh, you know I couldn't let a show go by without bringing him up. Um, you mentioned uh, turnovers. Uh, Notre Dame safety Xavier Watts just uh, won the Bronco Nagurski Award for best defensive player in the country. With uh, right. he led he led the nation with seven interceptions and four passes defense and one forced fumble. So, um, congrats to Xavier Watts and the Irish on that one. So you know I, I had to find a way to sneak him in. Got it. Got to throw it in there. Got to. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. So we got through the semifinal matchups. Um, let's talk uh real quick about the Heisman finalists, the Heisman contenders, mm. and kind of who you what you think the case is for these guys and who you think um who you think should win. So first, obviously, is uh Jaden Daniels, uh LSU quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. a lot of people have him as the presumptive favorite. Where are you on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly, I honestly don't know. I haven't watched a lot of his games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know I mean, we're watching Alabama SEC games, you know, we're really not watching right, LSU right. games, but he's a player. The stats are showing that he can play and make oh, plays. Yeah. He's got a good receiver out there whose name I'm, I'm uh, missing Malik right now. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. who's been making plays and they got a good connection. So, you know, he's, he's just as in the runnings as the other guys, you know, mm-hmm. Bo Nix and Penix. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down possibly to one of those two okay. just because their teams were doing a little bit better. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, unfortunately, but um, I think it's going to come down to one of those. I love to see Penix get it, mm-hmm. but they might give it to Bo Nix. 
they might give it to Bo Nix, which he's he he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And, and 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 he's been playing good football. So again, another another committee. I'm glad I don't got to be a part of to yeah, figure yeah. out who who's gonna win that, that because. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Don't sleep on him too. Mm-hmm. I think his end of the season kind of tailored down a little mm-hmm. bit, and he didn't mm-hmm. really he really wasn't sparking like he was week three, week four, week five. Uh-huh. Um, but still a great player. Yeah. And, and as long as he goes, you know, to the next level where someone knows how to utilize him, I think mm-hmm. that's really when he's gonna really gonna separate. But I think it's really yeah. gonna come down between Bo Nix and Penix. It, it very well could be LSU. Like I said, I haven't watched enough of him to to really know. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's going to come down to, to those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jaden Daniels, I got, I got some of the numbers in front of me here and some of them are ridiculous, right? So he had almost 5,000 yards of total offense and 50 total touchdowns, but they always talk about Heisman moments, yeah. right? And, and his was right. against Florida, 234 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That was crazy. And in the same game, he had 374 passing yards and three touchdowns. So yeah, five total crazy. touchdowns and over 500 yards of offense. That's a Heisman moment for you. So mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. was crazy. I think the only argument to your point was that LSU lost three games. They had one of the worst defenses in college football history. His defense <laughs> was terrible. Um, and so they lost three games. But you can look back to Robert Griffin III. You can look back to Lamar Jackson, both having uh, extremely incredible offensive seasons. And those guys won the Heismans, even though their teams – lost three games so you can look at that um now what i don't like before i go on is that the heisman much like the nfl mvp has pretty much been turned into a quarterback award and especially in Mm -hmm. college i don't think that's cool because you already have the davy o'brien golden arm award like you've Mm -hmm. got quarterback Mm -hmm. awards already so let guys get that but really open up the heisman to everybody it's supposed to be the most outstanding player not the most outstanding quarterback but Right. I'm not going to get on a soapbox about that. My guy who I think should win the Heisman, Michael Penix Jr. I think he really went through a gauntlet, mm-hmm. even though statistically mm-hmm. he um his play dipped off each month of the season. But I think that has to do with, obviously, you know, the fatigue factor as the season goes on. You mm-hmm. know that well. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, guys get more tape on you, so they start adjusting to how they're defending you. However, yep. Michael Penix Jr. always managed to make the key play when his team needed it. And that's why yeah. they're 13-0. and 0. That's why they're the Pac-12 champions. That's why they're number two in the nation and into the into the tournament, right? Um, yeah. So uh, let's see what we got here. He's got 4,218 passing yards this year and, um, and 33 passing touchdowns, right? And three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's not – he's moderately mobile, but he's got, you know, two ACLs. So he's not the guy that's going to really get out and do dynamic <laughs> things with his legs. But he's going to tear you up yeah. in the pocket if he has time. And mm-hmm. – you know, he was that dude, right? He was that dude. And you yeah. look at it, twice he beat Oregon. To me, that's tremendous, right? He always tremendous. managed to pull out those close games. Um, the Oregon State game was close. Twice against Oregon was close. I think against USC was close. Uh, Washington State, all of those games were close. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you can put it in Penix's hands and you know he's going to find a way to win, right? He's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. So that's led right. the country in passing yards, third in passing touchdowns top 10 in adjusted net yards per attempt. So all the numbers are there, right? And he's not thinking and dumping. He leads all of the the Heisman quarterbacks in average throw depth. He's taking shots down the field. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I got to say. Penix is my guy. If it's my vote, yeah. um, Bo Nix, <laughs> we talked about him. This guy is 137 years old. <laughs> he has started 
uh, more games at quarterback than anyone in the history of college football. He had a great year, though. He had a great year. Yep, yeah, he, he, did. he did. He did. I mean, anytime you connect on 77% of your passes for over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, like, that's crazy. Now, yeah. that said, that said, as well as Bo Nix played, system completely tailored to him. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, they – I can't even say that, right, because Penix's system is tailored to him as well. But – when I mm -hmm. look at Bo Nix, I, I just don't see special. I just don't see special. Now, yeah. maybe maybe I'm thinking I don't expect him to be outstanding on the next level like I see from Penix, but this is not about that. This is about college. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, he was a beast in, in, in the stats, and his team only lost two games. Uh, let's see. Um, he was first in completion percentage, second in passing yards, fourth in mm -hmm. yards per attempt, fourth in adjusted yards per attempt. Uh, tied for first in passing touchdowns and second in passer rating. Like all those things that get you to New York, right? He's there. All mm -hmm. those things that get mm -hmm. you there. Um, you just wonder, does he have the moment? Does he have the Heisman yeah. moment? They always talk about the moment. So that's And I don't know. Moments. I don't think he, he's had it. You I don't know, think I don't, so either. I don't know. I don't think he's he hasn't had a he hasn't had the moment. Now, like you said, he's playing good football, but that, like wow. Yeah. Wow, that's right. wow, that was incredible. Right. No, mm -hmm. not not didn't have it. Made some plays. Made yeah. some like, oh, play. Oh, okay. Yeah. But nothing like give him the trophy. <laughs> right. And, and and the final guy, the number four guy is Marvin Harrison Jr., who is mm -hmm. arguably the best wide receiver in the country. And there's a reason I say that. You know, everyone, everyone says it's hands down Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. And he's he's outstanding. But one of the things mm -hmm. I have questions about is durability. He seems to get nicked up kind of regularly. I'm concerned mm -hmm. about that, but that has nothing to do with this. At the end of the day, um, let's see, what do you have? 67 catches and 1,211 yards and 14 touchdowns this year. Now, he probably could have had better numbers, but we know uh, Julian Fleming and Emeka Ibuka are also outstanding wide receivers in his wide receiving core, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah. um, when you look at it, you say he's got a legitimate case to win the Heisman, but of course they're probably going to give it to a quarterback, right? <laughs> but mm -hmm. the numbers mm -hmm. are there. Mm -hmm. But here's where here's where I get here's where I'm iffy on Marvin Harrison Jr. And the reason I said arguably the best wide receiver in the country, we talked a little bit ago about Michael Penix Jr. Roman Dunze to me is right there with Marvin Harrison Jr. Right? But yeah. again, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a Hall of Fame name, right? Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. literally has a Hall of Fame name, right? Obviously, his father, Marvin Harrison Sr., um, longtime uh, Indianapolis Colt and Hall of Fame wide receiver, mm -hmm. arguably the best route runner in history, maybe right there mm -hmm. with Jerry Rice. But anyway, that's a, that's mm -hmm. a different story. But the point is, mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr., great numbers, 18 yards per catch this season. Guess what? Roman Dunze, 17.6 yards per catch this season. Roman yeah. Dunze, 13 touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr., 14 touchdowns, right? 81 catches, 1,428 yards for Roman Dunze. Almost identical, 67 catches, 1,211 yards for Marvin Harrison Jr. And it probably wow, would have been wow. more if he didn't have some injuries, right? Right, right. But here's where it comes in. Yards per catch versus top 25, Marvin Harrison Jr., 16.4. Roman Dunze, 17.1. Receiving yards versus mm. first top 25, 312. Marvin Harrison Jr., 529. Roman Dunze. Catches versus uh, AP top 25, 19 for Marvin Harrison Jr. But mm -hmm. I won't take that away from him because teams – were really bracketing him a lot and trying to take yeah. it away. And that's where you saw Mecca Ibuka really having big games against top 25 opposition. Um, 
And then touchdowns uh, versus top 25 opposition, six for Roman Dunze, two for Marvin Harrison Jr. But again, Marvin Harrison Jr. missed some time. The point is, statistically and skill-wise, in my estimation, they're almost the exact same receiver, right? But again, that Hall of Fame name makes a difference. It does. It does. Yeah. And, And as much as Washington is a very good program, it also doesn't carry the weight of the Ohio State. You know what I mean? That's right. So right. this is why I say like Marvin Harrison Jr. as good as he is would not get my vote because he's yeah. he's just too close to the other guy. We can't even right. definitively say he's the best at his position. Furthermore, being the best in college football, so that's where mm-hmm. I am. So mm-hmm. you know, to wrap it up, I'm I'm Penix all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. There we go. There we go. All right, so before we get out of here, Ryan, and man, we, you know we you know we could do this all day because I could go right back to all yeah, this about Florida right. State. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but before I let you out of here, man, um, now that we have all the bowl games selected, what I would like to know from you is uh, two bowl games outside of the college football playoff that uh, you have some interest in that you think would be uh, really good to check out. Uh, Peach Bowl. Penn State and Ole Miss. You took that from me, man. We, we, interested you to my see computer, that, one. bro. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Interested to see that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Little SEC, Penn State, strong football team. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be fun to see. And then, mm-hmm. of course, gotta go with my with my top OC in the country, Nathan Shieldhouse, with Iowa State versus Memphis yeah. in the Liberty Bowl. Okay. Uh, pulling for Iowa State. Iowa State had a great season. Uh, this year, want to say seven or eight wins. Memphis, mm-hmm. not a bad team. Okay. Uh, Memphis gonna have to yeah, gonna have to bring it. Iowa sure. State gonna have to play some good football. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see kind of what they do. And it's fun for me because you know, like I said, Shoehouse was my quarterback in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're not when we're not at the stadium, we were in the dorms playing NCAA. Yeah, yeah. So. For me to sit back and watch TV, it's like, man, it's, it's he really calling plays out there. Like that's it's cool for me to see knowing he's OC. Yeah, yeah. So I'm by rooting way, for them. And but yeah, go ahead. By the way, you know when uh, NCAA come out next year, man, we getting on that. I'm gonna bust man, you down, right? I might have to get. <laughs> I, I might I'm have to come back out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, everybody gonna be rusty. It's been ten years, man. Yeah, Everybody's that's man. I, that game is it's nothing like college football. That's it's right. Nothing like college football, and it is changing. We can say mm-hmm. we we can call a spade a spade. College yeah. football is changing with the with yeah. with with conferences moving and and more money and nil. Oh, yeah. It's more business. But you can never get away from the camaraderie of just college football. Right. There's just something about it. There's mm-hmm. Saturdays. It's just something about it. Yeah. Before I get to my two games I'm interested in, as you mentioned, NCAA football, you would have been able to play as yourself, huh? Yes. So How, how close was... to the representation and the way you played was the, the guy in the game? Pretty, pretty, pretty close. Um, oh, wow. I can't even different because that different because so what we would do um this was this was they would come out in i want to say the summer mm-hmm. uh we right. there was a there was a game stop on green street which is kind of like our main street and okay. we would go in there and be like hey y'all gonna have the game y'all gonna have the game mm-hmm. and like ah, we don't know it was like look it's enough people that that want to do like do a midnight release like do right. it we'll walk down there that's right so we all went down there when it was the, the midnight release game okay. and it was it was our freshman year mm-hmm. um and it was cool because this was before 
they were so the new game they're probably going to put people's names on there but you can yeah. download the roster yeah, and like, I used they to do had that. all the mm-hmm. other names on there and That's stuff right. so my mine was pretty close my size was always bigger but my really? speed was okay. always right. As long okay. as my speed was good, I was cool. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's all it came down to. If y'all uh-huh. want to make me bigger than what I really am, I'll take it. But the right, speed, right, the right. speed better be on. So yeah. as long as I was over that 89, 90 range, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can I can live with that. I can live with that. So okay. yeah, that that was that was cool. That was cool to finally yeah, not yeah. create a player, right? You mm-hmm. you were there, you know, you were already on yeah, the game. So yeah. that was that that was fun. That was that's fun. awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, um, the first game you said that that Peach Bowl, Penn State, Ole Miss. I think it's really going to be yeah. a, a matchup of styles because um, uh, Lane Kiffin, really good schemer, yep. really good coach, yep. and Ole Miss is a team that loves to run the football. But Penn State's got one of the best defenses in the country, so we're going to mm-hmm. see if mm-hmm. they can slow that down. And I think part of the difficulty you have in dealing with Ole Miss is their quarterback Jackson Dart is mobile as well. So, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to run the football in a traditional way. Then you also got to deal with the mobile quarterback. So uh, Manny Diaz and that Penn State defense is going to have to be prepared for a lot of RPO, a lot of option stuff. And, um, you know, not just they're probably going to have to do a lot of spying on Jackson Dart while maintaining uh, trying to stop the run in a traditional fashion. So definitely looking forward to Penn State Ole Miss. Yeah. Didn't pick it, but looking forward to it. And Missouri and Ohio State. So I guess I got another Big Ten SEC yeah. matchup. Um, yeah, that's Eli that and, and Missouri really played well this year. I think their only two losses were um, Georgia and I can't remember the other one. They had a lot of close games um, that they mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they made it through. But uh, let's see, looking at this, uh, Georgia and who was the other loss they had? And they played Georgia close, by the way. Um. Sorry, everybody Arkansas. who's watching, I'm looking for this. No, 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 they won that. LSU, LSU, they lost 49-39, right. right? So, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so with that said, um, Ohio State obviously has offensive firepower. However, you got to wonder who they're going to have, right? Their quarterback, uh, mm-hmm. Luke McCord, McCord, Kyle McCord, sorry. He went into the portal, so he's not going to be there. Um, chances mm-hmm. are uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably not going to be playing. Emeka Ibuka may not play. You know, Ohio Mm -hmm. State is always loaded with NFL talent. So the question is, Mm -hmm. who's going to be available for that game? And can Missouri go ahead and pull out a win and take advantage of a less than optimal Ohio State squad? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And whoever is playing for Ohio State, this is your time to shine. This is your time to get some good good film. This is your time to you know, to, 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 to make a name for yourself. If you are kind of borderline or trying to make a decision on, you know, if you're going to go to the league or just kind of where you're at, help your draft stock or help your transfer opportunities. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to be good. That would be a good game too. Yeah, absolutely. So those are my two, but um, Ryan, man, thank you so much for joining as always. Fantastic freaking weekend of college football and did all that. Oh, before mm-hmm. I get out of here, I would be remiss. If I didn't remind everybody watching that this weekend is America's game Saturday afternoon, it is army versus Navy. And I must say it. I must say it. I must say it. If you know me, you know what it is. Go army beat Navy (laughs) all day, every day. (laughs) That's right. Go army. (laughs) Go army beat Navy. That's right. That's right. But seriously, um, to all of you servicemen and women, um, Hey, I love y'all. Thank you so much for, yeah. for literally 
putting your lives on the line. Thank you so much for your service. You didn't have to do it. You went out there, raised your hand and volunteered. I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all of y'all. Everybody's still serving. Everybody who served already, man, sit back and enjoy mm -hmm. this game. Go Army Beat Navy. Ryan, thank you so much for joining. And uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell. We'll be back next time. And we're out. Peace.